Another week, another arch-rival denied at the death. It's been a sweet fortnight for Hawks fans who watched the team prevail in yet another classic encounter with the Cats, this time winning by 11 points. There were heroics all over the MCG from O'Meara's sealer to Ryan Burton bringing his best, and you better believe we'll be talking all things Warple 2 on this, the Hawk Talk podcast, the go-to show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. My name is Nick Mason, and sitting across from me is my co-host, a man who recently sent Mark Robinson an email posing as a young Nigerian prince. G'day, Tiz. Uh, but he's all tapped out, unfortunately. <laughs> That's it. He's been cleaned out. I nearly damaged myself with the eye roll. <laughs> what do you... What do you mean? It's just it's too much for you to handle. Just watching the AFL 360, and I'm like, <laughs> and I I did. I went for it. I went for the classic eye roll, and I got stuck because <laughs> it was just so overwhelming that now, Robbo would fall for that. Can we catch people up on what exactly we're talking about? Because it might have slipped through the cracks for some people. This is a warning for everyone at home. I'm an idiot. I got a text message this morning saying. We need to check your privacy and details. Can you just fill this in? I thought, oh, well, that's a nice gesture from my bank, from bank and Telstra. So I filled them in. Everyone at home at this stage, I was going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and my life in the last hour was turned upside yes. down. Dude. I've got no bank and I've got no phone. Absolutely unbelievable. I mean, you'd never credit it. If he hadn't come out and admitted it and it had just been a rumour, people would have been like, nah, no one's that nah, dumb. No, no, no one's that. 2018? No way. No, Everyone knows the happen. ropes. It's the internet. No one does it. Yeah. Actually, well, it was a text message, wasn't it? Ah, well, I mean, I'll keep reading his articles. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't, don't you want to, How like... can you respect the man behind that now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's my take on Hawthorne. Oh, well, no, I, um... I don't think you're intellectually capable of giving your take on Hawthorne, Robbo. Yeah. Anyway, all good fun. I tell you what, everything just turned Hawthorne's way, didn't it? And this was just well, the, the coup de gras. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's the, the cherry on top was this from Mark Robinson. Basically, I, it, all the results went our way. Yep. Everyone's getting injured. Hawthorne win. Selwood looks like a right dickhead. <laughs> Fabulous. It's so good. What, what are we now? We're fourth. Yeah. And we look like staying there. Well, if uh, GWS could... Drop a game, mm. or they draw with uh, Sydney. Yes, and we pick up some percentage. Then uh, we'll be third and playing the West in the West. Absolutely unfathomable at one stage this season, don't you think? I mean, you always had us picked for about sixth. Well, I did uh, after that first month of Hawthorne playing actually quite well, and when Clarko was coaching so well against Collingwood, and and I didn't expect us to beat Melbourne, and we beat them by an absolute avalanche of goals yeah they had no answers mm. and then we sort of went into that weird zone without sean markers in the team oh you, that was the tonic was it yeah it was that solved all <laughs> our problems when sean uh, markers i, I was just back. pushed that out there just, <laughs> just for the listeners that like to kick him <laughs> and uh we've had an injury in basically the top echelon on every line and yet clarko just 
If I could channel my um, inner Jeff Goldblum for a second, um, Clarko uh, finds a way. This is a Jurassic Park quote. You're it's just, a real Jurassic Park moment. You're just preaching to the converted. I know. We've yeah. discovered it's your favourite film and now we're running with it. Yeah, because you, you don't want to be <laughs> caught out with some pop references. I, <laughs> I am prone <laughs> to a few of those on this podcast. Yeah, and then it's you true. have to explain them for 15 minutes. Yeah, well, that's what you get. I notice we don't have anyone in the 22 under 22. Okay, so tell me about that. Well, it's just... Uh, Players, 22 players who are okay. best in the league. It's like an All-Australian for people under 22. Okay. And we don't have any representatives. We have none. None. And this follows a couple of rounds where we've had rising star noms back-to-back and we, we don't have any representation. Yeah, they might have to uh, push back. They've done a squad and we don't we didn't even make the squad. Not even the squad. Yeah. So, but so who cares, who, really? Who organises this? The AFL. Yeah, but like, is there like a chair of this committee? Didn't we or? find out there was like a player of the week award or something? What was that? Player of the month award? Oh yeah, I think like the players' association or something give a player yeah, of the month. When did that even start? I don't know, but yeah. Luke Bruce won it. So There's good on him. There's all these strange little awards. Yeah, just sponsors wanting to give away stuff. <laughs> I think so. It's what do you get for mark of the year now? Uh, I think you get a you get a voucher or something for like <laughs> get a voucher to <laughs> rebel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a car. Put it that way, isn't it? No, I think it they're done. They're done giving away cars because they're like, how many does Cyril need? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's let's have a look at the weekend because that was um, fascinating and Mate, was also bloody brutal on those Geelong fans. <laughs> I've got a better idea. Before we get too stuck into that. Okay. Yeah, I need to get through the social media stuff. iTunes, 92 ratings. Jeez, that sprung oh, up. You were getting all excited about 91 ratings and yeah. we could talk about the premiership. And Even before that, I think there was... Uh, I wonder who came along and put another rating on. You've conspired against me. <laughs> no. You don't want any more draft no, history. No. no, no. You're just... Is there any? No. Oh, thank you. Nah, for the first time, there's no draft history at number 92... <laughs> I don't think there's been a 92 in the history of it. Really? Well, actually, maybe that's wrong. But uh, no, nah, nothing nothing from Hawthorne, not even tangentially. Not, not even like, you know how I mentioned Zach Dawson last week? I don't even have one of those. There's just nothing to do with Hawthorne, the number 92. Nothing at all. Could have done all. their 92nd draft pick of all time. But anyway, let's go. If you think you can do this better, <laughs> then go ahead. I thought I was doing quite an admirable job, but apparently not. Anyway, we've we wouldn't uh, have had one yet. <laughs> Ninety-two ratings. Uh, we've got some reviews as well. Shout out to Aiden, who is Aussie Jack Flash on Twitter, who reviewed us on iTunes and said, "I always look forward to the newest episodes, particularly the rants. Keep up the great work." I enjoy the rant a lot. I reckon there's been some good rants this year. I mean, I do say so myself, of course, yeah, but particularly bad when it came to Brisbane. <laughs> yeah, because famously the you rant determines giving one. <laughs> the rant determines up- whether the team gets over the line or not, according to you. Yep. I hope you got a good one for the granny. <laughs> We're not. As soon as you say it, that means we won't make it. No, ha- haven't you heard Hawthorne fans this week? Cr- ah, whatever. <laughs> All right. We also heard from Bix08, who said, these lads put more effort in than the Carlton team put in an entire game. <laughs> they, they that go doesn't on, say much. They but... go on to admit that doesn't say much. <laughs> uh, if you like brown and gold, the deliciousness of the Cyril... What? If you like brown and gold, the, <laughs> the deliciousness, deliciousness of, of cereal. cereal and the comeback of the mullet, you'll love this podcast. Keep it up, lads. Well, thanks very much, Bix08, and indeed Aiden. So, 
do as they did. You can nine hundred and eighty-seven followers. We're getting close to a thousand. Well, that's yeah. That, there are the Twitter stats right there. Nine hundred and eighty-seven followers at Hawk Talk Pod, um, and quite a few of them as we surge towards the uh, the thousand follower milestone that we're that we're hoping to, to achieve before the end of the home and away season. Quite a few of those followers, tears let you know what a falcon was yeah. after some confusion last podcast. Yeah, it wasn't that good of them. <laughs> it was quite a few people hit us up. Apparently everybody knew but me. <laughs> hey, I didn't know either, admittedly. I couldn't tell you what it was. But I reckon it was about maybe the eighth tweet <laughs> where I just wanted to respond, yep, got that, thanks, yeah. cheers, got it covered now. No, we do thank everyone who uh, who wanted to let us know. Uh, for anyone out there who, who maybe has just kept in suspense and kept in the dark about what a falcon is, apparently it you originated... You can Google it. Yeah. <laughs> They're listening now. Yeah, Why? well... Don't give them we homework. We should have Googled it, shouldn't we? Yeah, well, we probably should have. But anyway, it originates from the NRL footy show. Uh, Mario Fennec uh, was nicknamed the Maltese Falcon. He was often the butt of jokes because he was hitting the head a lot with the ball. So it just became nicknamed, colloquially, the the, the Falcon. So that's that's essentially that's that's where Falcon comes from, Tiz. It's great. You wrecked it, I think. It's well, one of those things that it's explained. and It actually just occurred to me that I explained it to you again. <laughs> so I've just joined that queue of people lining up to tell you what it's all about. Anyway, you can also find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash hawktalkpod. Now, with all that out of the way, Tiz, we can talk about the game and what a game it was. I don't ever think I've felt so much satisfaction with it not being a final. <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> that last play, watching Ablett in stone. As Amira ran away from him. There's a few players uh, for Geelong who weren't quite on. So I think the only one chasing him by the end was Guthrie. <laughs> and, and Kelly came in very late. Yeah. And he was at the stoppage. But uh, oh, when Segler put his boot through it. Well, that's it. Let's review the closing stages. Cause and he got that relieving kick last week as That's well. right. Omira kicked the sealer. But for the second week running, Segler played a big role in deciding the result. Because he got the footy. He just slammed it on the boot. And from there, it was just a a race for Puopolo to get the footy, and you knew he was going to. We actually heard from uh, one of our listeners, who I hope this is not a pseudonym or anything, <laughs> Ramon Butterballs. Welcome, Ramon. Thanks that, for joining us on the Hawk Talk podcast. Ramon Butterballs. <laughs> what, you don't think that's his name? No. That's just insulting. Probably. <laughs> uh, Ramon said, When that ball was kicked forward at the end, all I said to she who should be obeyed was, please let that be Poppy chasing it. The little bloke never lets you down with his desire and pressure. Like Cyril, Poppy's 10 disposal games can win it for you. Relentless. But he didn't just pick up the ball and give it to the best option. Mm. He held it, played around with it a bit, drew two players to him to make yeah. sure Smith had... Uh, Shuey got the ball and yes. then he had Smith as an option. What it is, is buying time for reinforcements it to get back. It was incredibly clever Clear, in yeah. that moment. Oh, he played it perfectly. Because clearly, as Ramon points out, there's I don't think anyone else in your team who you'd want chasing that ball. Those little legs going. Those little legs just rampaging towards that ball to the half-forward line. Now, it's the end of the game. Most other players are stuffed. Yeah, He manages to get there. And he he knows full well and what Shui. he's got to do. Yeah, but he but Puapolo knows that he's got to make that contest and just tie it up without conceding a stoppage for one. Don't get pinged holding the ball, which is very difficult to do when you've well, got that two. Was a, I thought that was an option. Just keep the ball in. That's why I didn't take it cleanly. Yeah, but you've also got two Geelong players on yeah, that, you as that's well. Fine. I don't think they would have paid holding the ball. Yeah, there's always the possibility of dragging it in. I, I thought he did it very well. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm emphasising, that 
that would have been an option. He could have been pinged holding the ball if he had played it slightly differently. But he just managed to like fiddle around with it for a little bit and just uh, find the outlet. Maybe that's what we saw. We saw him trying to avoid the holding the ball decision. And then I when he was. got the call that he could get it out. Oh, yeah. like the, yeah, yeah, obviously the teammates, his teammates would have let him know that yeah. they've arrived. And then Morrison ran ahead of the ball. Yes. And uh, called Omira through. Yeah. Like, Omira must have been busting a gut at that point. Oh, yeah. The whole game and then he... Did, I mean, did you see him at the siren? No. Pretty red in the face and a bit gassed. He was exhausted. I mean... Can you blame him? He's run out a whole game and then he's capped it off with that beautiful goal, which he, you know, worked as hard as anyone else in that last play, I guess. And he went the boomerang. That's just a beautiful kick. That's such an arsey goal, isn't it? So, so arrogant almost. Oh, no, I thought, I thought it was just a natural flow to it. Clearly, he just had it in his bag of tricks. He knew he could do it and yeah. he did it. And that's yeah. the end of that. That yeah. was the end of the I game. I never thought he, he was missing, though. Oh, never no. even occurred to me. No, no, no. I never thought he was going to miss. I just didn't think he was going to kick it that way. <laughs> I mean, well, all's well and ends well. Uh, we heard from Ed Clark, one of our listeners, Ed Clark on Twitter. Now, is this the guy who had a go? <laughs> he had a bit of a go, but, you know, maybe we've earned it. Let's see what Ed says. Well, I t- <laughs> you, I'll, go on. I'll, yeah, I'll get read to it. it out. All yeah. right. Ed says, both you and Tears need to have, have a good hard look at yourselves and have a little more belief. I expect a full retraction. Now, he is, of course, referring to the fact that neither of us tipped Hawthorne. Well, they just look to have such an awesome midfield that would run us ragged. That, and it was the complete reverse of that. That was your take on it. Mine, in particular, was a bit more um, weirdly poetic that I said, uh, after beating Essendon in a close one and knowing the history between the two teams, Geelong and Hawthorne, mm. it's actually a very strong possibility that it will be a close encounter with them and we'll have to take our own medicine and we'll lose a close one i mean i was almost right wasn't i i mean do i have to do as ed says a full retraction yes yeah I well think, i think that's deserved well he's not getting I'm, one i'm fully retracting oh i <laughs> yeah because i grossly overestimated geelong's <laughs> ability in particular chris scott's ability to challenge <laughs> clarkson's game plan Yes. Yeah. Now that first quarter, mm. I was I was still worried. Mm. That second quarter rolled around, and there still hadn't been a goal kick to the punt road end. Yeah. And we were just laying it on. We put, we took Mitchell off at one point. We put Burgess through the midfield. We were aiming to score and score heavily that quarter yeah. as much as we could. Yeah. And they had no response. No, they had nothing. They were flatlining. Mm. You can't do that. Not against Hawthorne. Well, I. <sighs> I trust Ed will accept your attraction after all this. I'm not going to offer him one. I'm going full Cane Corns on this. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Have you noticed Cane Corns got, got rather partial to Hawthorne players? <laughs> He's had no choice. He's in, been backed in, into a corner. He included a couple in the team of the week. Yeah, well, that's what happens when the team's playing well. You can't overlook them anymore. <laughs> Funny how that works. Uh, we also heard from Andrew, who noted that um, the Hawks boys were running harder in that final play against the Cats. Seeing Morrison urging Jager to run with him shows why he'll be a 200-plus game champ of the HFC. Great comment. Loved it. Yeah. He's looking very good, Morrison. Better and better just, as each week goes just by. Just drew the space, too. He yeah. held back on that handball. Could have given it immediately, but then Amir yeah. wouldn't have the time and space he did to finish. Just perfect poise from one of the young guns of the team. Uh, won the rising star, of course, last week, but the winner this week, who's going to be our choice for MVP for round 21, 
Young Gun and your rising star nominee for round 21, James Warple. Well, he, he just feels like he belongs. That's what that is. It's confidence. 23 touches, 8 tackles, 6 score involvements, sent us inside 54 times and torched Joel Selwood in what was clearly one of the plays of the day. Last week it was Hurley. Yeah. This week it's Selwood. I mean, obviously St Kilda don't have anyone of note, so it doesn't count. But it just looks so weird from Selwood. He's going to kick the ball away and then he decided he'd give a head-high bump. Selwood decided he was going to kill a bloke. He decided no, that... No, he pulled he, out of the kick. He prepped himself to collect Warple in the head. Yeah. Do you think that should be cited? For what? For head-high contact. Because he did... Oh, no, mate. No, it should be cited for Joel Selwood's incredible courage. Did you think that... The... Wasn't it so courageous that he just turned away from getting the ball and just let Warple do what he wanted. <laughs> so courageous. So tough. So what brave. a warrior. So brave. So brave. That whole Geelong midfield was brave. <laughs> I just think Selwood should send Warple maybe just a bit of a thank you note. And oh, yeah. Maybe He's some, very lucky. Some chockies and flowers. Thank you, James Warple, for making me look like a fool. Now I get to play football next week. Thank you. Also, James Warple tapped the ball out. Yep. Uh, it went to, straight to Gary Ablett. In mm. that last passage of play. Yeah. But, uh, you know, at least it didn't go to the front of the front of the stoppage for him. True, true. It's, uh, he, he's, he's only going to improve. That's the best thing. He actually um, commented on that, uh, on that play uh, where he bested Selwood and said, I looked up and saw Joel and I thought, here we go. One of us is going to get killed here. <laughs> I just stuck my head over it and I didn't want Clarko to yell at me if I pulled out. Jeez, he must yell. That's a sensational attitude from a young player. Well, he doesn't want to be yelled at. Following orders, like a soldier. Yeah. I love it. I like how he backs himself. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's This is the thing. It's more than just, um, oh, I, I wouldn't want to do something wrong. It's like, no, I've got this, and this is what's expected of me, and I can do it. Everyone knows I can do it, and if I don't do it, I'm in trouble. How did he drop to 45? Don't know. It's looking... More and more bewildering by the week at the moment. The notes were that he was, he took the wrong option too often. Not seen that at all since he started playing. Yeah, that kind of thing, taking the wrong option too often, that's mm. a coaching thing. Really good players can take the wrong option too often yeah. if the coach is crap. It's about knowing. Yeah, because the coach puts in place the structures and the, and, and encourages the it's discipline a, within players to... to you know, yeah, it's such a weird to perform thing to drop a bloke to 45 for. And now they're paying yeah. the price. I'm wondering about merchandise possibilities. Well, we've already got hashtag Warple Watch, mate. Um, we'll put that on a shirt. <laughs> put it on a shirt. Get the shirts out, the Warple Watch t-shirts. Or do you think we should just have a a Warple watch? <laughs> just put, slap it on the wrist and... Not only do I think we should Warple have a Warple time. Watch... But I actually want a Warple watch want a now. Warple watch. I want a Warple watch. It's time. What What are the hands going to be? Uh, the mustache, I think. <laughs> it's not his legs kicking the goal against Essendon. Oh, that's good. That's good. I mean, Hurley in the background. I mean, what happens when it's midnight? <laughs> the legs kind of go past. Well, it's. I mean, you know, the Mickey Mouse effect, of course. <laughs> Yeah, okay. All right. No, this sounds good. They're very good merchandising possibilities for Warple Atrocious. and the Hawk Talk podcast. So we get in touch. Let, let's speak to his Might people. Might be a bit of wall clock. A wall clock? The Warple wall watch. 
This is spiraling out of control. We heard from Josh on Warple saying, nice little tick for the hashtag Warple Watch campaign for the Hawk Talk podcast, boys. Keep up the good work, Warpedo. Oh, it's so much better than, uh, what was our victory one? Jeez, <laughs> oh. was there one? No. Oh, I was going to say, I don't think we got that far with it. Stand by victory? No. Oh. Uh, we heard from Supercoach Guardian who said, the best thing about Warple is that his delivery inside 50 is exquisite. Not only a hard nut, but nice and composed when he has the ball in hand. What made that play, though, mm. was Gunston's ability to hit that goal. Oh, so good. I mean, that, that's the thing. It was such a beautiful... Um, Did you see Shuey protect the ball by driving his shoulder into the Geelong opponent so he yes. could get the, yeah. get the handball out to Gunner? And then I love it how he just put it straight on the boot, went straight through, and the Geelong player who was there to provide pressure <laughs> has just... You see him visibly relax yeah. when, when the ball drop occurs because yep. he's just got no chance. <laughs> we heard from Ryan as well. Who uh, Now, this is quite an audacious question. Ryan asks... This is a terrible question. <laughs> best first 10 games. Don't field this Warple or Cyril? Shocking. <laughs> Did Cyril kick gold the year? I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah. He was that game against Richmond. Yeah. Here at the Hawk Talk podcast, we're a Warple appreciation podcast. But uh, there's no way he's stealing that mantle from Cyril. <laughs> That's just all time. He's got ways to go. Hey, wouldn't I just love to be proven wrong, though? Well, we need some X Factor in the final series. We're going to be there now. Yeah, it does seem that way. A month ago, we were like, well, I don't know where we're going to be playing. Would I be bursting people's bubble to just say that it is actually still possible for us to finish 10th? Yeah, you would be. Hey, don't... And how the hell can we finish 10th? Don't Melbourne shoot the messenger. This is just... Ma- <laughs> it's just pure mathematics. Apparently, we still can finish 10th. We're not going to, but apparently we can somehow. Wouldn't mind the draft pick, actually. <laughs> there you go. There's the silver lining. You found it. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk some other notable standouts for the game. Uh, besides Warple, I know it was quite a Warple-heavy moment for this podcast, but... Who was our best player? I nominate Sean Burgoyne. Yeah, that's fair enough. Because you look at his stats, and it seems like quite a modest, if, if a bit unremarkable afternoon, when you look at just the 20 touches. But you've got to keep in mind that looking at these numbers here, over half of those were contested, and he used the ball well when he had it. He ran at 85% disposal efficiency, plus he had seven clearances. And here's the stat that I love in particular. He finished with 14 tackles. That's... Ridiculous. That's five clear of anyone else out in the park. And the next best was one of ours as well. It was Shields with nine. So it's not bad when you play also, keep this in mind, just 69% of the game. What? Yeah. That is... 69% of the game, and he's putting in those stats. It's absolutely beautiful. Understatement to say it's a good thing we got his signature, because he's not done. He's far <laughs> from done, Sean Burgoyne. No, that's, uh, that's incredible. I didn't realise that. But Poppy... Poppy had his best game for ages. That is true, yep. yep. Tuopolo, 21 touches, 11 kicks, 10 handballs, 300 metres gained, disposal efficiency 62%, 12 contested, 9 uncontested, 4 marks, shortest man on the ground, 1 intercept. Don't know how that happens. <laughs> you mentioned his tackles there three and all that. Cle- he had 7 tackles. 3 clearances, 7 tackles. And 50 pressure points. At his age, he definitely wants to be around next year, doesn't he? I think he's firming for another contract. Not only with games like that, performances like that you can't look past. You, you definitely have to consider he's in the calculations for next year. But um, he has had some quiet games in 2018, but he's shown lately he can still go 
and he can still really have an impact. And then you've also got to consider who's his understudy? Who's knocking on the door to take his spot right now? Shy Bolton. Really? <laughs> that's the that's our recruit in the off season? Yep. Perhaps if that did materialise, that might change the landscape a bit. But you look at our list at the moment, and uh, I'm not sure Pueblo has much competition for his place. He still has a lot to give, which uh, we couldn't say that at some points this season, but gee, hasn't he turned it around? It's been great to watch. Um, now, Hawthorne's midfield, uh, as you say, trounced Geelong's. Yeah, through uh, equilibrium of effort. It was just a fantastic team effort across the ground, I think. In the midfield. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Whereas Geelong did not. If it got out the <laughs> other side, uh, particularly in that second quarter, there was so much space between their midfield and their defence defenders. Mm. We were creating huge swathes of ground that was just open to us to run in. Something that I was also particularly impressed with um, on a team basis was in the first quarter, uh, Geelong showed like a real, almost like a killer instinct, this endeavour to... Go, go straight up, up the middle of the ground. The middle, yeah. You know, we kicked a fair few behinds, and each time they were not messing around. They were looking to, to go right up the corridor, and then in the second quarter we came out and just went, "No, nah, you're not doing that anymore." That and wasn't because like, Stanley went down, was it? No, I don't think they had necessarily. No one to kick to anymore. No, I, d- I don't even think they were necessarily kicking to Stanley. They just decided we're going to get these guys out the back as quickly as possible, shut that down, and just Hawthorne went, "You're not doing it." No, not anymore. And Geelong were like, well, well, shit. (laughs) It's completely changed the landscape of the game once Hawthorne stopped them from doing it. But uh, Hawthorne's midfield has a bit of whack-a-mole about it. It does, yeah. Because you keep Mitchell down. You managed to keep him down. Mitchell was down. He only got 32 touches, which is still a good effort. (laughs) His disposal efficiency wasn't great. Yeah, exactly. 50%. Yeah. But you keep Mitchell down. The next thing you know, O'Meara's has bobbed up. you got a new problem. Yep. And Shields... So, Tom Mitchell got 561 metres gain still, but okay. Shields increased his to 500, which is a 30% above what he normally 30%? gets. 30%? Yeah. Jeez, okay. So, you're just looking at, at a whole team that played the structures and how they're, you know, they're just better drilled. And there's a more even effort. I mean, we knew that we could let Ablett get it as often as he liked. Yep. Really. And he did. Mm. And he was terrific. And oh, in parts. we probably gave, he got a goal that he shouldn't have got from the Smith and he dived yep. and uh, and then he got that other goal when I think it was Impey handballed out of the 50. Yes, yeah. That was uh, interesting. But he also let one go, Ablett. He let Smith kick one on him, just yeah. purely through being lazy. And, and O'Meara. Yeah, well, and O'Meara the as finisher. well. But I think Ed should take into consideration that we didn't know that Geelong would make five, was it five or four changes? Five changes. Five changes to their lineup, which, as we know, does not bode well for <laughs> yes. if you do any more than two. Yeah, we tried uh, We tried that on ourselves going up to the Gabba. So when I saw that, I, I thought, ooh. I wondered if you saw that. I don't think I ever mentioned it to you, but I, I thought, wondered if you saw it. Oh, what's happened here? Yeah. He's lacking a little confidence in the team that he selected against Richmond. Even though he said outright that, oh, Richmond are beatable, wouldn't you then, off the back of those comments, back you, your team in who almost got it done? Yeah. Or Mission is accomplished he... again, anyway. <laughs> was he full of shits? Uh, we well, he didn't get it. a lot out of those players he brought in. That's my point. Yeah. He got no more out of... Um, those those blokes he brought in than he, than he did from the blokes the week before. So can I just give you O'Meara's stats? Twenty four touches, seventeen of those uncontested, 
at 79.2%. Uh, iced the game when it mattered most. And um, he just found space. Pretty good celebration too. Can we just put that out there? That was a great celebration. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't see it at the time because I was celebrating. And uh, M10 was just bananas. And the camera went to Brand again on the result. <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, he loves a win, doesn't he? <laughs> and then we had all the Irish stuff all oh, of week, course. all about Nash. The debutante. To back him to play against Geelong, mm. it's very, I mean, that's a tough ask. I'm there were s- easier yeah. debuts than that. I'm going to say I was a little bit worried. Needn't have been. Well, no, not at all. That tackle that set up the go- another goal for Gunston. Uh, little- Morrison. Oh, was it Morrison? Yeah, no, I think it got out to Gunston. He handed it off to Morrison. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a wonderful moment because yeah. Morrison turned round and everyone was congratulating Nash. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was Nash's effort. It was a little one percenter. I just, Very I good. just love to see that. That's a little cameo of how Hawthorne operate. Yeah, that uh, and and you'll see Poppy gets a lot of the acclaim when mm. he forces an error. And as with Cyril, he used to get, he used to love a little bit of a pat on the head after he brought down <laughs> one of those lumbering old key defenders. Tip it. Not a he defender, defend. but lumbering. Yeah, lumbering, <laughs> definitely. Uh, we heard from Edward on uh, hashtag Nash Grab. <laughs> Is that what we're going with? Nash so, and Grab. <laughs> well, hashtag Nash Money. Nash Money. What's Cash that? Money. I don't get it. Anyway, we'll find, we'll work it out, listeners. Save this one for the meetings off air, I think. Uh, the hashtag Nash Grab was promising, said Edward on Twitter, at HawkTalkPod. Hit us up and said, shows great awareness and enthusiasm for the contest. And uh, Guy adds, happy with Nash's game. Is he the only 198 centimetre pressure forward pocket in the history of the game? <laughs> <laughs> Could he play Rioli's role in the finals with oh, some I success? Love this. Certainly hard to combat given the unique combination of size, speed and tackling ability that we saw. And accuracy by foot. I was so geared up for him to kick that goal. That first goal, I was on him. Yeah. And uh, he's your boy. As much as Mitch Lewis is my boy. Oh, I'm all over. You're all over Connor Nash. Yeah. Ever since we went out to watch them training, and uh, (laughs) Connor Nash just decided to grab Vickery's arm and pull it down and punch the ball away. (laughs) And Monkhorst is like, mate, you can't do that. (laughs) That's a free kick. And Vickery's like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It was right in front of everybody. Vickery's just thinking he'll have a nice day out. (laughs) Nash just grabs the bicep, pulls the arm down. Instant fan. Yeah. Well, I saw he could kick it as well. Of course, um, he started playing rugby and Gaelic football. And Mm. could you imagine a better way to to prep your body for AFL? Incredible. Um, We heard from Jesse as well. He said, many positives from the weekend. Many players starting to emerge now. However, the one I noticed a bit more than any others is Ryan Burton getting back to his best form. Yeah, does he not like Sicily or something? What's going on there? No, Sicily steals his thunder. When he's in the side, the moment Sicily goes out, Ryan Burton's like, reckon I might try and enjoy this AFL thing now. I think he's just an attacking player. He's got that nature about him. Yep. He looks better going forward than than heading back towards goal. There are players like that. Yep. Sometimes you have to go with your nature, I think. But he can he can see the lie of the land or the how the play should could should go. He's got a terrific ability to predict. He does, and a terrific ability to ignite things as well for us as well. He gets us moving forward. And um, again, we might have mentioned it many podcasts ago. He finds time where there just isn't. He just seems to make everything slow down, which we do have a few players like that, Burgoyne, one of them. Well, when he's in form, he does. 
<laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, that hasn't always been the case this year, but he is starting to get back to uh, to where we thought now, he was. Now in the this last is year. deserved. Jasper's. Let's give Taya Miles a shout. Yes, good one, Jasper. How good has he been? Miles has been great. Uh, as Jasper even says, he's been great for us recently. Seems so composed with the ball, uh, which Edward reiterates. He says, "I'm big on Miles. Has been brilliant since coming in. Composed and assured, and." Uh, with and without the ball should hopefully mean Jeray never returns to the that team. Was, that so. was unnecessary. <laughs> well, I didn't say it. There's so this many uh, comments. <laughs> There's so many. We've got a, like a little fleet of small defenders. That's I wonder true. why we have so many small defenders, Nick. Is there a team that have a lot of small to mid-sized Hello. forwards? Hello. <laughs> it's, I'm just putting it out there. I just. <laughs> you might be onto something. The only thing we're really lacking is that kind of intercept mark. Aren't we? But I'm sure that's coming. <laughs> Two to three weeks. Two to three weeks. That, that could launch the ball about 60 to 70 metres upfield directly to Shuey's chest. Two, two, three Who then three turns onto weeks. his left and kicks another 70 metre ball into the pocket where Poppy just runs onto it, bursts through. Vance has his head in his hands. We'll see if we've got, any, <laughs> if we've got anyone available. They might be playing Fortnite. <laughs> might, might have to clear their schedule that day. Uh, I swear, if he's delaying... <laughs> play, the play, comeback from play, play by using his wrist to, to yeah, play like to Wii play U games or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it'd be great to have Sicily back in this lineup. But no, Miles. Miles is great, and I think he is keeping Jeray out. And um, Jeray should be well. He's is, got is, a great is, attack on the ball, doesn't he, Miles? He does. Um, should Jeray be looking at other options? Because do you reckon he wants to stay at Hawthorne? Um, I'm sure he'd have offers from somewhere else, maybe. I'm trying to think of who else would take him. Mate, possibly. Anyone below us on the ladder? Let's just put this out there. Uh, St Kilda have made an offer to Hanbury. True. Now, unfortunately, they don't do this in the AFL record that you pick up at the start of the year. But if they did, you'd see that Hanbury attend mm. a very similar school to most of the operators at the St Kilda Football Club. Ah. Yeah, very similar. In okay. fact... So just getting old, the old band back together. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Why do they want Hanbury? Oh, that's a good question. He's, I think he's 27, but... I think they need someone. They probably need someone. I just don't know why it's him. Anyway, we'll get to St Kilda's so-called war chest a bit later. Aren't they getting gaff? Sure, why not? Hannah's on the other wing. Yeah, Lynch as well. and Lynch. <laughs> Apparently, he's pissed off with uh, Buckley. Is that so? Yeah, I was reading that he was, he's a very private man, apparently. And uh, Buckley's come out and said, oh, you've met with him. And then... Everything bad just arrived at Tom Lynch's doorstep. He, get, he gets yeah. axed from the captaincy at Gold Coast. Um, shit hits the fan, basically. And it's yeah, all down to Buckley. He can't keep his trap shut. Yeah, that's why it was on footy classified, wasn't it? Or was it, was it I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, he was just uh, asked point blank, have you spoken with him? And he's like, yep. It's like, oh, okay, good. Well, Tom that Lynch was, was black and white through and through when he uh, grew up. Right. That's his club. Okay. Wasn't so, aware of that. Um, you know, there's a draw there. Yeah. There's a pull, and uh, it's just amazing that Buckley could find some way to chuck a spanner in the works. <laughs> well, he's done so with his own team long enough, so... I have been quite impressed at how remarkably resilient they have been. Collingwood? Yeah. Oh, They, they have had more injuries than, than I can remember any other team having, really. Yeah, true, and they've managed to hang around. Well, yeah. Uh, we heard from Wiley, who said, Really pleasing... Nice little Clarkoism. <laughs> uh, we all always appreciate a Clarkoism. That we have a tough, hard team. I lost count of all the times Blake Hardwick in particular dropped into the hole in front of Fat Baby Hawkins. 
That baby <laughs> Hawkins. That baby Hawkins. Jeez, he is... kicked badly in those last minutes when the pressure was on. Hawkins. I must say, I had a little bit of a worry about the 15 going on Hardwick's back. Didn't seem to me to be a proven performer, but uh, he stepped into the role beautifully. Yeah. Even if he has had to don that idiotic haircut. <laughs> oh, come on now. Don't go the mullet. Oh. The only way I want you going the mullet is for you to get a mullet. <laughs> I've been close. <laughs> Well, in fact, I think I requested rat tails once. Oh, jeez, okay. Which I think is the next step, really. It's a step too far, if that's what you mean. <laughs> uh, sorry, I got sidetracked by Fat Baby Hawkins. That is just a... <laughs> Wiley has just stunned me with that turn of phrase. That is wonderful. Uh, There's only one forward I hate more than Fat Baby Hawkins. Who do you hate more than FBH? <laughs> <laughs> Menzel. Oh, really? Yeah, and he's leaving. He's going to St Kilda as well. Jeez, did Geelong players, do, um, not even the players, did the club know how to do anything but whinge? Did you there get a load a, of the players all I did all yell game? out there's more appeals out there than an Indian cricket team. <laughs> yeah, every chance they got. It's, and I know it's led by the Selwoods, and then yeah. sort of danger comes in for it. Ablett, uh, his it father tri- wasn't like it, but he, he always puts his hand oh, up for Absolutely, free. and it trickles down from the top. It's, it goes from, this, from Chris Scott. Do you think so? Absolutely. Do you think Brad is a better coach? No. North I, Melbourne, I'm coming mate. to think that I'm coming around to think that Brad might be the better coach because <laughs> he's got way less talent on his list. I'm going to circle right back around to Wiley's question now, which was, "Geez, Fat Baby Hawkins really was <laughs> a distraction." Uh, he happened to mention credit to Wright for drafting these types. He's referring to uh, Warple and Hardwick and some of our other young well, players. I think they just went for the best talent available. Yeah. It's what Clarko's done to find them a spot. Well, that's what he adds. Credit yeah. to credit to Wright, but also Clarko for harnessing them on the field, which I think has been tremendous. Now, um, on that note, we heard from Neil, who says, I reckon you've got to start talking up Clarko as coach of the year. No doubt in my mind, he's definitely been the best coach on 50 years of, a- of VFL, AFL, and bloody well deserves one. Clarko wouldn't, probably wouldn't value it, to be honest. Oh, he wouldn't care at this point. He's got other priorities. Yeah. But just for the sake of, I don't know, justice? Just for the what's sake right? of keeping the award relevant. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, Who I mean, else? the only bloke I mentioned him earlier is Buckley. Okay. To get the results he's been getting out of the Collingwood list with all those injuries. He, That's I'm, about it. He's had enough time at the but helm on to the get way it right. down. They're on the way I mean, down again. What, what at num- the wrong time of the year, whereas Hawthorne are ascendant. You have to look at it in context. I mean, Buckley... What number it year matter. are we it's up to? In his, in his five it's years just for the It's just oh, for the that's, season. Nah, that's rubbish. That's how, that's how beverage goes. I, I know that's how and it Longmire. works. Yeah, I think, I think it's rubbish. How does the premiership coach not win one? Like in the three-peat at all? He's never won one, Clarko, has he? No. If you win the premiership, surely you're coach of the year. Well. Because that's team of the year. So, I mean, you must have done something right. I see your argument. But also, we I, had a couple of teams come from the clouds. Yes. Which is, and I thought it was mainly due to due to coaching. I just think when it gets but to... The thing th- is, Clarko doesn't do any paradigm shifts, which these other cloaks do, you know? Yeah. And then they catch the attention, Weagles web, whatever. Ugh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but never mind the guy who defeated the Weagles web. You know, he doesn't deserve any round of applause or any yeah, awards well, or anything. Yeah. I just think when it gets to about 2015 and Clarko's, you know, sealed the three-peat, yeah. maybe someone should look at that and go... Who votes on it again? I don't know, actually. Is it the other coaches? Is that it could the be other a coaches? wonderful storyline. Oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow, that's so petty if that's the no, case. No, I don't think that is the case. But anyway, uh, individual awards, who, who really cares? I, I do agree with Neil. Like, it's time. Clarkson's been awesome this year. Incredible. We heard from Matt, who said, Gee, Isaac Smith has kicked some important goals this year. 24 so far is an outstanding return for a winger midfielder. You know he's captain on the weekend. Yeah, captain's goal. And uh, because Rafi was out, it's the first time we haven't had a link to the 2008 Premiership side since 2001, round 21. I was reading on the Hawthorne FC website. Yeah, it's uh, the first time in 18 years. It's a ridiculously long time. Yeah, first time in 18 years a Hawthorne team took to the field without containing a member of the 2008 Premiership team. Yeah. So we've had a good record. Been doing okay in that respect. Uh, no Ruffy, were you worried but about I that think, late change? I think there's only eight from 2015 running around now. So there's certainly been yeah. a big amount of change. Ruffy, the late change on the weekend uh, with ankle soreness, mm-hmm. which apparently has been a problem just for a little while. Uh, kind of a line ball sort of a call. Uh, he wanted to play and the, the the officials just went, no, we'll save you. We'll bring uh, Pitternet in. Um, what do you think of uh, Mark Pitternet? What did I think when I heard he was coming in? I thought, what in God's name are they doing? Yep, I thought the same thing. It, uh, it didn't do we really, really up... need another tall? Yeah, it didn't it's re- about to rain. It didn't really end up being a factor. Do you think? Do you think? Because I was worried about the same point, but I don't think it really well, affected I, the contest. I love the fact that uh, we got three marks in the forward fifty from Ruckman. Yeah, unfortunately, we only co- converted one to a goal. <laughs> Segler with an all-time great but shank, cer- but it certainly made them uh, have to work in that defence to man these blokes, and that's the kind of stuff that was creating the space. Hmm. So I think they did get that that choice right. I think I overestimated what a uh, how tall Nash would play. He actually plays quite a, a small man's game. Took some good marks though. Took a couple. Yeah. Do you have any other sort of nominations for highlights for the game or any other players you want to single out? It's all a bit of a. It, we got to Wednesday and I've forgotten a lot of it now. It's a tough one to recap because. As we've touched upon in the podcast so far, it, it was quite a comprehensive team effort. Look, Smith was the best leader out there, I thought. Yeah. He kicked a couple of critical goals, mm. and uh, although bloody Ablett, you know, sort of sucked him in, mm. there were um, there were times when Smith just went straight at the ball, and that's not his go. Yeah. And he had contested possessions. He, he really put himself on the line. And I really, I really liked that. I really valued that. And I think he was almost making a audition for the captaincy when yeah. it becomes available. Mm. And it speaks well of him to, um, you know, drag a side over the line like that in a close match. Clearly, I think there's a lot to be said, especially the the, the first ten minutes or so, or, or even like eleven or twelve minutes of that last quarter. Uh, Hawthorne just absorbed. Everything. Well, we we kept buggering up when we went forward. It wasn't exactly um, Geelong intercepting, or it was just stuff ups, basic errors mm. from Hawthorne. We should have made more of our chances and and iced the game. But that's the pressure at the moment with some of the young boys. Well, I think also it speaks to Smith's leadership in a, in a way that um, you know they needed a steadying hand out there and a steadying voice to keep everything together. And you'll see, like, Smith was involved in that last chain as well. So, I mm. mean, he, yep. fabulous effort as a standing captain. Um, we look ahead now to St Kilda versus Hawthorne, the penultimate game of the uh, home and away season. You've decided Saturday. to sit this one out, haven't you? 
Saturday, like, seven twenty-five p.m. at Etihad Stadium. This will be a snooze fest at the horrible not ground. Think that. No, I'm actually going to have a lot of FOMO not seeing this one. Really? I am. I'd this love, is one I'd of those games Hawthorne. where only things can go wrong. You're expected to win. If you don't win, that's a disaster. Or people get injured. I just love watching Hawthorne. I, I try to get to every game. That's true no matter where we are on the ladder, what our form's like. I always love watching you Hawthorne. you off to Sydney? I, I heard you were thinking about it. I was thinking about it. I'm not. My brother is. Oh. Which I heard the other day. Extremely envious of that. He'll have a oh, great well, time. Oh, well, the Mason DNA will be up there. I think, I think it's, it's expected that he'll continue the Mason tradition of watching games in the SCG and uh, Hawthorne winning yep, by a close margin. Yeah, very close. <laughs> that would be good for him. But, um, no, Have you we're... seen the injury list for St Kilda? These are the season injury lists, okay. which I guess is, you know, it's only two weeks now. So does that qualify season? <laughs> yeah, still technically, yep. Bruce, Hickey, Longer, McCartan. Do they have anyone tall left? Not I can think of, no. Robertson. Shane Savage, who we remember, yep. and uh, Nathan Wright. What's what Savage done? He got the injury. Hamstring. Mis- hamstring, okay. Josh Battle, concussion, one to two weeks, and Hunter Clark has been ill. Right. He's one of their early draft picks. So they're not looking too healthy. No, they're um they're a shambles, basically. They're no good. You've but, been watching them, have you? Well, I saw them last week against Essendon. Why? Just happened to be on TV. Fair enough. <laughs> Not going out of my way to watch Essendon or St Kilda, I'll have you know. But uh, no, I'm missing this week's game. And I do owe an explanation to listeners. No, you don't. No, I do, because I'm usually there. I'm usually the one You've doing the life. tweets. And I've got a... Well, I've, I've got the... Oh, yeah, uh, the, I forgot about that. The Melbourne City Wrestling. Now, be kind, people. I will be tweeting. <laughs> yes, Tiz will be tweeting in my absence. I'll be watching greasy, oiled-up men throwing each other about and pretending to be hurt. Oh, Greco-Roman. <laughs> nah, Tiz, you'll be on the tweets on uh, on Saturday night. So, uh, everyone be nice. <laughs> <laughs> do as you do if I was tweeting. Yeah, don't have, Actually, a, maybe don't don't do have a tantrum <laughs> when we're down at quarter time. What is this crap? Bloody O'Rourke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you see Grant Birchall is uh, listed as one more week out? Yeah, it's uh, it throws up some interesting propositions for uh, for Hawthorne with Ruffhead also. He's missing this week, but he'll be right to go for the Swans clash. So you um, suggest if McAvoy does make it back in this week, that's Pitnet into the yes, twos. That, yeah, that'd be the the straight swap there. Sicily's got another three weeks here. White Cross was ill. Yep, he'll have a test. Mitch Lewis shoulder another week. Will Langford's done his hammy three weeks. Yeah, Dan Howe's still got his suspension going. So really, we're not looking to make that many changes for this game. No, oh, you, I wouldn't get, expect that. You'd get, if McAvoy's right, you get some match fitness back into him and just give him some continuity with the with the current team. And, that's, and expose I reckon, them for lack of height. Yeah, but I'm, I don't think that's even going to be an issue. They right? also lost Nathan Brown at the tribunal, didn't they? That's right. I just This is, if Hawthorne's serious, we should absolutely pump St Kilda. Like it's it's got to be a five goal minimum win. Is this the see? This is what you have got to be careful of. If this is their last hurrah in front of their crowd, yeah. Um, and he's got his he's got his back to the wall. That bloke Richardson. Yeah. So they've got us this week at Etihad, and then next week they're still at Etihad against North. So they'll probably save themselves for North to <laughs> go out with a final bang. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get you. So. Uh, yeah, they'll be trying a few things for North next week against us, I would imagine. Yeah, maybe, but I'm not particularly concerned. I think we've got... Well, we just, don't play Eddie had well. 
No, I know we don't, but I mean, we're just oozing talent compared to what we they're We don't want to get overconfident. There. That's the only thing that can go wrong with a young team. They get overconfident and complacent. Not that young. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the thing. We've got a great mix, don't we? We've got some really old heads. That yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll be fine. <laughs> Our forward line alone is just, yeah. Well, you won't even be there, so, you know. <laughs> I'm not qualified to comment yeah, beforehand. Well, don't, don't act like you've got something on the line. mate the only reason i i had to actually um clear it with uh my friend who i'm going to the wrestling with i said if you don't mind me checking the score every few minutes then we're good and he's (laughs) like oh you go for it you do what you need to do i'm like i will be checking the score every every few minutes so so you've given me a list here of all the major injuries in the other top eight teams well we were discussing this we wondered because they're falling like flies that's right hawthorne looks remarkably healthy and getting healthy at the exact right time of the season. Famous last words. Well, I'm not allowed to say that. What am I allowed to say at this point of the season? No, we just let what, it. We, what? we just say I everything can't, and I can't then regret it later. I can't back us against St Kilda because then we'll definitely lose. No, no, we're good. I can't say that, you know, there's a Mason family tradition of Hawthorne winning in, in Sydney because then it's, they'll definitely look, lose just up hold there. it all off till next year when we have a moz on our side. Okay? <laughs> okay. Irving Mosquito, I can't wait for him. <laughs> Now, uh, so the Tigers have lost very little, actually. Bolton, Conquer, and Lambert. Look, I, I've not listed the entire injury list right? Uh, in, in the things I've written down here on our notes. It's just, you know, significant players, I guess. Players yeah. who would probably be whisked straight back into the team, or at least they're in contention for a spot. Are there any teams you're discounting now? As in just putting a line through them, yeah. so to speak. Um, Port, probably. Port, done. It doesn't, uh, doesn't Dixon have a... Yeah, Ryder has a test. Yeah, Dixon's done though. Right. And that's a you know, massive blow to them. But I mean, Ryder, we'll see what happens with him. But I tell you what, yeah, I, I don't really rate how Port are going at the moment. The Ds have just proved exactly what I said back in the Queen's birthday clash. They haven't beaten anyone and will not beat anyone significant. <laughs> so we can just, even if they limp into finals, it doesn't matter. They're not doing anything. I noticed you did. Did you include Hibbard? No, you didn't include nope. Hibbard. He's one of the best. Melksham didn't well, get a mention either. No, well, they're so both Hogan back. No, 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 hang on. They're both back this the hell week. Is Baker? They're both back this week. Hibbert, oh, are, Hibbert and Melksham are, are available. That's why they didn't get mentioned. Yeah, but they'll be underdone. Yeah, well, yeah, they will be. But uh, no, I don't really rate Melbourne at this point. Uh, as you said, the Pies have an extensive injury, injury list and it's all about how they can continue to manage that and also not see it increase. And they the seem to get an injury a week at the moment. The Eagles are missing Gaff, Eric McKenzie, Nat Nui, Schofield, and Kennedy is just a week away, is he? Okay. Yeah, both of those should be back in time for finals. Well, they'll, the Tigers and Eagles will both hold on to top two. It's yeah. the Giants that I'd love to get over. Yeah. And they've lost Delidio, Simpson, Patton, and Green has got two more weeks. So yeah. he's only back for finals. Yep. Wow. And I mean, the Giants list, it extends beyond that, but they're just a few names. And Kelly's out this week, apparently. Is he? After uh, being concussed by Tex? Yeah, he's rumoured to be out uh, and not make it in time for the Swans. Uh, so, yeah, that, that could change we're, the landscape. We're quite lucky that the Swans play GWS, aren't we? In what sense? We're, we're short of a, a diehard game there. Yeah, you'd think so. That they have to back Swans, up from. The Swans have their own problems. They, they lost Smith for six weeks or something. Right. Well, that's um, that's a year. Yep. Yep. Uh, Melican is still out. March uh, or Marsh, I should say, and uh, Reed is still out, but he's coming back soon, I think. Um, yeah, and, and obviously AJ got, got injured. Um, 
it just seems every team has its problems, and that Hawthorne's included in that. But it seems like our problems are maybe a, a, a well, it seems like work. we got less predictable and uh, yeah, and, and even better across the board, which makes me wonder about how and where he fits yeah, in. Yeah, it's an interesting one. He's available in two weeks, so right when we're hitting finals, yeah. Yeah. He's a defensive midfielder, and we've been looking good defensively. We heard from Trent, who asks, does Howe regain his spot? Personally, I think midfield uh, the midfielder is playing more positive football since he's been out. This may or may not be due to his absence. So, I mean, do you bring Howe back in? Because his first game back will be a final. Yeah, it'll either be against, if we finish top four, Tigers or Eagles. Yeah. Um, presuming we win our next two, which I think is doable. I don't think mm. Sydney's form is anything... No. Terrific. No, not this stage. No. But again, I can't say anything through fear of putting yeah, the mozzarella. Fair enough. <laughs> but uh, you'd, you'd suggest that we could bring Howe in for Richmond, but he probably wouldn't get a Guernsey against West Coast. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Right. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I mean, it's a shame in a way. He'd have to train the house down and earn his spot. Oh, there's it, nothing wrong with him. No, there's nothing wrong with him at all, but he'd have to you know, prove that he's fit and ready to go and he's... He's the right call to make. There's people pressurising the group to get back in, and it's fantastic for us as supporters. Wonderful to see. Somehow they've engineered that kind of competition inside the club to make mm. themselves better. Again, Hawthorne somehow do that. Yep. Yeah, we've seen it before, and we're seeing it again now. Now, we heard from Neil, who said, uh, as much as I love him in a manly kind of a way, what are your thoughts on Roughhead in the run home? Now, I assume this is a question response to the ankle soreness rather than form. Uh, what do you, what do you reckon? Where do you reckon Neil's coming from here? I, a big body around the football, you'd have a rough head in every final. Yeah, well, he was a late out for the Geelong game uh, and we he was didn't. desperate to play. Yeah. But bigger picture, I don't mind him missing this week at all. I don't think he's His necessary to play the Saints. been enormous. Well, it's the first game he's missed since, you know, this is the post-cancer said, era roughy. Yeah. And this is the first game he's missed after all that time. This year, yeah. Yeah. So, hats off to him. That's a fair effort. And I think he deserves a rest, and I don't think it's any more serious than that. It does have a little bit of a whiff of giving Ruffy a rest before finals. Yeah, and why not? I think it's well-timed. A little bit of the old uh, Jordan Lewis's about it. <laughs> he always had a little rest before finals, a little freshener. Will hit us up at Hawk Talk Pod asking, what's a pass mark now for this season to win a final? Oh, I think player final's fine. It's always been player final for me. Uh, the start of the season was uh, was always make the top eight. Um, yep, player final is still still the goal for me. Winning one would be exceptional. That goes far beyond what I thought. I had player final at the start of the year. We got to the bye. We'd, we'd played pretty well. I reassessed. Thought we could reach top four. Mm-hmm. What can I say here? It's a bit of a uh, it's a bit of a beauty pageant in a country town. <laughs> oh, okay, this will be good. How do you mean? Well, it's exciting. Yeah. But there's no deserving winners. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Except for Richmond, mate. <laughs> how can you look past Richmond? That's how I feel about the competition at the moment. Everyone's very, very even. And uh, these injuries and things can decide it. And yeah. what we've got in our favour, what we've got is that bloke in the box. Yep. Who's so good at planning things well ahead of time. He sees stuff... That other coaches aren't saying. He's been waiting to challenge Richmond since he we last played He was in the them. rooms grand final night. Yeah. Just having a look over their plans. Yeah. 
Hundred percent. He 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 has been scouting Richmond. He is. You can guarantee Clarko has been putting in the hours doing homework, and he wants another crack at them. Yeah. Not not in the Chris Scott. Oh yeah, we can beat them. Way not that kind of weird arrogance that he has. Yeah. But I reckon Clarko is just hungry for that contest, and uh, I'm excited to see it happen. Whether it's first week of finals or it could be the big dance. And as I've said, tis just takes one bad afternoon. It's the ten year anniversary of the 08 Grand Final. I'm not talking premierships, mate. I'm not talking premierships yet. You're too afraid to do that. No, it's not fear. I just can't see it happening. I don't want to look like a tool. Now. Uh, <laughs> okay. But did you... Uh, anyway. Oh, no, go on. I was just about to talk about uh, Billy Brownless's comments about the midfield at Geelong. What did he say? What did you think of those? He what said they say? were lazy. Do you know what happened today? Waitley asked Danger if he's lazy, and uh, Danger said he's not. So that ended that. All right, good. Issue done. Yep. Put that one to bed nice and quick. <laughs> uh, we heard from Brent, who asks us, uh, who is our X Factor for finals? Harry, Warple, or someone else? Someone that's going to hopefully thrive in the big finals atmosphere. Nash, Nash, Nashy. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag switch to Mitch. Oh, really? No. <laughs> he's, well, for one, he's injured at the moment, so no, definitely I'm, not. I'm really looking forward to watching Nash go around again on, on Saturday evening. He should absolutely get another another run. I did, why would you bring him out of the side? I'd yeah. be shocked if he wasn't selected. I just like how he moves. Yeah. And he's a little bit unpredictable, like a lot of the Irish blokes. Yep. Makes me wonder about uh, Connor Glass. Yeah, what happened to him? Bit of a forgotten man. He's Well, he had such a ripper opener yeah. to his career. and But you wouldn't say he's had any catastrophic games or anything like no, that. No, I, I think he's just learning uh, how he can not be exposed mm. when he's defending. Yeah. Because teams were playing through him for a little while there. Mm. But speaking of that X Factor, who do you reckon? There's not a lot in the twos that can come up and be that X Factor. We've got we've already got X Factor. We've got Ruffy, we've got we've got yeah. Shu. Yeah. Who was the X Factor in twenty fifteen? <laughs> Is that right? Oh, he played out of his skin. It's true. Yeah. He he did his he played his part. I wanted to we go had with Langers, the, uh, 2014 yep, X Factor. Yep. You know, it doesn't have to be these big names. It's just guys that get off the chain. Yep. They're unexpected. Have I dare, a I dare ten say, minute um, period. The guy I think of when I think X Factor in Hawthorne finals is uh, Mark Williams. I don't know why I settle on him, but I think back to that St Kilda prelim. Oh yeah, where he kicked something like six. Even Aussie had one game where he was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, but um, I don't know. It's a bit of a boring answer, but can Bruce be our X Factor? I know he's, <laughs> you know. Teams are going to put time into him, but it hasn't stopped him the rest of the year. So, now we only ever win our win our premierships with um with a team effort. That's how it happens. Yep. Yeah, and that's, that's the right. only way we're going to be beating Richmond. If we win a premiership, that's the only way you're beating Richmond with a team effort mm. and a little bit of luck with injuries. I feel. Why are you you're pulling focus away from the Saints? Like this game doesn't matter. It doesn't. Well, it's like a foregone conclusion. Absolutely. To you, isn't it? Well, I think it all hinges on the rant. If we've learnt anything, it's oh, all about the rant. Yeah, absolutely. Well, make it good, because then it doesn't matter what I tweet. We get the right result. It's fine. Ah, <laughs> uh, St Kilda, the team that struggles to hit up targets on the field, so they look to target off field instead. I mean, really, does North Melbourne know about this so-called war chest you're flaunting? At least make yours a unique mediocrity, St Kilda. Don't go copying the dunce beside you. Although, I'll be honest, Saints fans, I've actually enjoyed all the talk from Richo that you're going to get aggressive in the off-season, that you're going to grab the likes of Gaff and Hanbury and magically resurrect the club. And I know it seems like I'm winding up for a punchline, but I'm above that, St Kilda. Come on, I promise. 
I'm not one of those cynical naysayers you've heard throughout the week. I'm not one of those many commentators lining up to take pot shots at the club, scoffing there's no chance in hell you'll get a deal done ever. No, 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 I'm far more optimistic. I'd like to think that all your targets are at least contemplating the Saints as a destination club. I'd like to think that it's very much in their calculations as they grab some popcorn and sit down to watch the replay of the game at Etihad Stadium. Saints fans, I want these players to possess genuine interest in St Kilda as an organisation and everything it has to offer right before the Hawks deliver the mother of all reality checks, reminding the footy world what a woeful, no-hope shambles of a club you are. St Kilda, by the time we're through with you, will be on our way to a top four finish. And for the Saints, as ever, it'll be total irrelevance in September. The same old story. Yeah, now I'm already bored. Do I have to go? Well, I'm not going, so you have to. Okay. <laughs> and I know that's that's a terrible fate I've consigned you to, because it is Etihad <laughs> Stadium. Well, there's going to be no one there. Well, cheer up, you'll have I'll the be secret huddling, salt. I'll be huddling by myself for warmth. <laughs> It's all the atmosphere, mate. It's down to you. You've the, got to create the atmosphere. I'll be the lone bloke in the front row texting when <laughs> Mark of the Year is taken in front of me. I'll be circled in the paper. There I am. Look at this dunce. He missed. He missed Mark of the Year. Looking at his phone. That's everything that's wrong with society. That'll be Robbo's article. Oh right. Okay. Because he he'll be hating his phone and all people with his with using their phones and how dangerous they are. That'll be in the next one. <laughs> you don't get a text message telling you we just want to check on the security of your passwords for your bank yeah. and Telstra. What entity is going to check on both of them? I mean, what's he guilty of there? He's just guilty of going, oh, well, that's, you know, the world's a nice place. <laughs> and that's kind of sad, isn't it? <laughs> you can't just think that. Uh, that's a- how he forgives Eston. Anyway, <laughs> let's... <laughs> Before we move on, I, I want to bring up something that hasn't really got a run lately. Mason's multi. Have you got one yet? No. Come back to us when you crack one. Oh. <laughs> Jeez, you're having a go. Well, I tell you what, you're starting to get bloody Fridays and it's totally useless to me now. I want to make some money and you keep picking the winners on Friday You want to make it's money? Not you're, not seeing, you're not seeing a cent of this if I win. Yeah, I know. Yeah, what do you mean make some money? Well, oh, based ma- on, you look at my tips and then For tip For the Friday nights. Them. Yeah, and I've started doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I am getting better. Yeah, I don't appreciate it. Okay, so you do concede that I am getting slow, slowly getting better. Absolutely, but it is, it is not useful to me in any way, shape, or form. Do you want me to help you this week? No, don't patronise me. Who's, who's I the... was one off this week. Yeah, but, but did you have any money on the line? Oh, yeah. What did you tip? Well, like, what, kept... what, did, what, what sort of money are we putting down for you? I did a $5 multi. Okay. Yeah, that's all. For all nine games? For all nine games. How long have you been doing Mason's multi times five? How oh, long has this been happening? I got bored and <laughs> uh, had, a, had a crack. This is this just smacks of arrogance to think that you could do this better than me. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to tell you about it until you brought it up. I'm shocked and appalled. Not only do you think you can do it, you put four more dollars on it. I have done it once before. Well, this is new information. Yeah, well... When, you don't like to this... brag, do you? Just... Well, well, when did this happen? This happened this year? No. no okay. It was a few years ago. All right. Jeez, a few years. <laughs> yeah, it would have been 2014, something like that. Is that uh, does that demonstrate how rare it is to actually be able to yes. do it? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'm getting better. I think you've underestimated how difficult I this is. I just don't appreciate this attitude. What? I'm just hearing negativity. Yep. <laughs> I tell you what. Just as a little teaser for you and the listeners. Here we go. If I don't get 
Mason's multi this week. I've got. It's not going to happen. Let's see what we're getting. Listen to that. That is, you are a shocker, and it, you know it just strengthens my resolve in just what give I'm about me to the say. Dollar and let me put it on. <laughs> well, it's it's funny you say that. Let's place a wager. Oh, here we go. Yeah, that's right. He's, I'm laying what, it down. The start of the year, he was like, I'm "I don't want to promote gambling." Now he's now he's putting me on the. We're going head to head. All right. If I don't get Mason's multi this week, I'll have spent twenty two dollars. Yeah. Really. Okay. Because I've got 22 you rounds. Buys, did you? Let's say $22. I've tipped every round. I've put a dollar and I haven't been able to succeed. So I've seen none of my money back. I've lost $22. Since you think you're so good. This is good. I'm enjoying this. I'm glad I went. Why don't you see if you can out-tip me in round 23? I would out-tip you in the buy round, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's... You think you're so <laughs> hot to trot, don't you? Oh, well, you know. I was like 10 metres short of Nash kicking that goal. A loss is a loss, mate. Oh, I know. Don't make excuses. Sorry, that was the Scott coming out of me. <laughs> so, I propose that if I out-tip you, you give me 22 bucks. I give you 22 bucks. Yeah, I you, reimburse you. If you out-tip me... Oh, here we go. You're going to double your losses. Yep. This that's a terrible idea. How about you have to what, do it what, next do year you, as well? Do you, do you not do you not think you can win? Well, I'm already up that twenty two bucks by backing against you on Fridays, so I'm I'm pleased to take this bet. It's on, but we'll, sh- we'll shake on it. The after reverse. The I don't want you twenty two bucks again. What I would like is you to do it all next year and get the Fridays wrong again. Wait, so you you don't want to? Ca- I you- think you should do it in perpetuity until you get one. <laughs> okay, so those are the stakes for me. If I lose, if I don't out-tip you in round 23, then I'm consigned to Mason's multi in perpetuity. Yep. <laughs> it's only a dollar a week. Well, a round. Yeah, well, see, this is tricky because you've turned it back on me now. I didn't quite anticipate <laughs> this. But I did anticipate you not backing down. I knew you'd take this bet, so you're on. <laughs> And I am going to win my money back, and you're going to look like a right <laughs> fool. I think you're so good. I will. I will. So it's out- not this weekend. It's no, the no, no. Well, it assumes that if I. It's one of the hardest rounds to predict because uh, teams that are, that are out of the finals don't bother. Making excuses already? No, no. I'm already saying it's hard. I'm just trying to get the wind up. Already saying it's too hard to tip. You're going to You're going to be double guessing. putting up excuses about You're going to be double guessing. It's great. I'm enjoying it already. <laughs> Say we tip the same things. It won't happen. If we tip the same things, I still win because I've matched you. Oh, that's an interesting point. Yep. What if it's even? If it's even, you lose. That means I'm on par with you and you can't stomach that. No, that, that, that's fine with me. Uh-huh, I'm sure it as is. As long as we don't tip everything the same and end up with uh, an I'm, even thing. I'm guessing we won't tip everything the same. It's not as if I'm going to be looking at what you're doing and then we'll we'll tip completely independently of one another. But if I, yeah, if I uh, tip the same as you and it's going to be a very interesting round. I, I think we just call that a draw. <laughs> you would like that, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's fine. No, it's not Doesn't fine. Doesn't worry me. No. After all, I've copped for Mason's multi. You've enjoyed it. Have you not enjoyed <laughs> Mason's multi? I've enjoyed Mason's yeah, multi. I thought you had. But I'm going to enjoy it more when I treat myself to a palmer. <laughs> That's where my winnings are going, listeners. I'm pretty damn confident. I was looking at the odds for Geelong or Collingwood to miss the finals about four weeks ago. Yeah, you were very strong on Collingwood missing the finals. Yeah. 
Doesn't look like that's picked the wrong happen. one. Did you actually place a bet on that? Yeah. So you you, you picked along uh, Collingwood to miss. Yep. Okay. They won't miss now. I guess neither are going to miss, are they? Geelong will limp into the finals, but well, yeah, probably. Well, they've got Freo and the Suns, so you expect them to be wins. Yep, they should be, unless they get all complacent and lose to Freo in the last round. Oh, delicious. Oh, no, it's this round, isn't it? They've got uh, Gold Coast in the last round. Yeah, I think that's yeah. it. Hey, uh, speaking of Geelong, actually, I thought this was uh, kind of like a, a neat little drive-by but by the uh, the Prez, Jeff oh, Kennett. hang on, I've just worked out how we fixed the draw. Okay, you go on. The odds. The odds, okay. Whoever has the longest odds. In the, in the, in the event of a... Yeah, in the event okay. of a tie. Okay. Look at it. Listen to him make all these stipulations just to feather his own nest. That's fine. That's shocking. No, we need to talk about a roundup of club news now. And I really did like Jeff Kennett doing a bit of a drive-by in Geelong saying white is the colour of surrender. Oh, (laughs) amazing. Right after we beat them. Haven't we worn white in grand finals winning premierships? Have we? Yeah, on the back. Oh, numbers in 2008. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it wasn't exactly the colour of surrender then, was it? But uh, no, Jeff Kennett has, uh, has abolished uh, the jumpers, the white jumpers. No more away jumpers now. That's just brown and gold all the way, except for the one Indigenous Guernsey, that round. It'll just be the standard brown and gold, or variations of. Hasn't he just dramatically decreased the number of items you can purchase on Hawk's Nest? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why. Has he thought this through? I don't know. Maybe we're getting those um, cotton on (laughs) shirts, do you reckon? We heard from Al who said, I'm going to focus on the new direction from Jeff that will no longer see Clash Guernseys. What's everyone think? I think I love Jeff. What did you think of my 20 by 50 pin? Oh, your pins. Yeah, I'm amazed. Those those are for sale, are they? Yeah. The 20 by 50 pins. Five bucks a time. Which is a little steep, I felt. When I'm on Hawk's Nest, I just get a bit distracted because I go straight to the badges section. I scroll down, I go number 38, and I go quantity 10. (laughs) James Cousins has sold out of badges. Has he? Yeah. Yeah, that'll be the family. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it's time for your favourite part of the show, Tiz. Is this Sam's mailbag? <laughs> it's miscellaneous questions. So in a sense it is. <laughs> um, now, Jack wanted us to talk about Dylan Shield. Okay, do let's you, talk about him. Do you want him at the club? Sure. All right, that solves that. Anyway, <laughs> Wait, <laughs> well. Aren't we, no, we're already getting Canelio because he's really well, good the mates next, with uh, O'Meara, isn't, aren't we? Well, how could you not be good mates with O'Meara? Did you see, um, you want to know what happened to the unsociable Hawks? They're doing yoga. I did, I watched the yoga, yeah. Yeah. That, it's uh, just up the road in Richmond. Oh, there you go. That's what happened. That's where we lost our edge. But it seems to be working, whatever they're doing down there. Mate, it's not finals yet. Oh, right, okay. So, what, they'll get into the boxing ring when it's finals? Yeah. I, I used to love those clips of the boxing. Gee, Cyril had a mean right hook. Your main event, ladies and gentlemen, Cyril Rioli and Andrew Gaff. Oh, wow. <laughs> Are we going to talk about Gaffy? As in, do we want him at the club? Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, it seems kind of irrelevant to talk about what happened. It seems desperately out of character for him. So I don't know if we. Yeah, he had the school. He had the school headmaster come in, give him a character reference. <laughs> I thought that was good. I don't think we hold that against him too fiercely. I'm not sure it comes in the conversation, but I don't know. What do you? Well, think? if you had to choose between Dylan Shield and Cornelio, 
Which one would you choose? I've always tended to rate them quite highly, but it's not one ahead of the other. I don't know. Cornelio's had a great year. Do we have the um, the strapping budget for, for Dylan Shield? Because <laughs> that strapping does cost a fair bit. I mean, nearly sent the club broke Nick Holland. <laughs> anyway, we better move along to the next question. <laughs> move along. Shield, yeah, possibly. We'll see. I think um, everyone's still right. We already that. had a dip at uh, Mr. Burns. What was his name again? Whitfield. Whitfield. <laughs> uh, we heard from uh, Geis05. Love to ask Brett Radden if he would tag Tom Mitchell or just let him roam free. Be interesting, <laughs> interesting next year when we play Rats' new team to see what will happen. Oh, does he mention which team it is? I don't think it's decided. I think Geis05 just expects that Rats will end up at... Somewhere. Somewhere. Uh, St Kilda? <laughs> Not necessarily as head coach, though. No, no, that's yeah. true. Uh, set, now this one will take some doing. We might revisit this closer to finals, I think. Sam asks, uh, hypothetical best 22 for Hawthorne if everyone is healthy come finals. Oh my goodness. Who makes way for Daniel Howe? Does Brand keep his spot? A nice problem for Clarko to have, but a tough one. Yes, it is, Sam, and I think we might have to uh, go away. And- yeah, I'm kind of hoping that Brand uh, signs before the end of the year because I don't think he plays finals. To be uh, quite honest, but anyway. Okay. And Howe, well... Depends on the matchups. Yeah, um, he d- he's a role player, so uh, mm. if they have a role for him, that's what the, then he'll be yeah. on the side. It's all about opposition analysis in that case. Uh, Hayden says, "I've done the ladder and finals predictor, and you'll be happy to know we win the grand final. You're welcome." Well, sorry, that's ended th- that. Yeah, I just yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, sorry, You're not listeners. Meant to read them out. What can you say at this point? You can't say anything on this podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say we're going to win any game for the rest Look, of the year. You sounded too much like a Richmond supporter from 2017 when you're like, oh, don't mention the premiership. <laughs> don't mention the cup. We're just happy to be here. Gee, that turned around real bloody quick, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. So um, I, I mentioned this on Twitter. I don't know if Yellow you saw... Yellow and black to back. Oh, bloody hell. That's just not a world I want to live in, to be honest. Uh, I might have mentioned to you, but um, I, I posted it on Twitter. I had an interaction with a long-time Richmond supporter friend. Really? And... Uh, well, he initiated it because he wanted to ask he me. <laughs> he wanted to ask me how I think the Hawks are going to go this year. And well, I, he's uh, he just out, bit, out of the blue. A little bit nervous. He's he? a little bit nervy. Got a little bit of butterflies. Yeah. So he sees that Hawthorne's up and about, and he's just a little bit worried. And I just said to him, "Oh, mates, Richmond. I mean, you guys are definitely going to win the flag. All they you? need is." one brain fade in a prelim final, you know, some head high contact or something that yep. the captain might inflict on somebody mm-hmm. and for it to be called out this time and they're done. <laughs> but this is the thing about Richmond supporters. They're enormous fun at the moment. No, they're not. No, they are though because they're not quite sure what to do with their feelings and the best way to, to approach that is to remind them that they've been yeah. the best team all year, and of course they're going to win the yeah, Premiership. 30, I keep forgetting there's 30,000 of them that hadn't had a membership last year that <laughs> now have one, and they're like, oh, I've jumped on too late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they're, they're in The a, ship has sailed. <laughs> what happened to Dusty? He's no good anymore. Just keep on telling them how successful they've been and how strange it would be if they didn't win the grand What's final. That? Rants can't play one-on-one? What happened? <laughs> They're, they're very uh, at odds with the idea of being successful. So just keep on reminding them how good the team is. They hate it. They don't know what to do with it. They just get more and more nervous. If we met them in the first week, yep, I'd like to lose. Because I don't think well, I never they want, lose twice. I never want to lose. So I don't think they lose two finals. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do. I do get what you mean. What do you you reckon we'd do like a 2015 thing with the Eagles? Yep. Uh, but 
see what you've done again. You've you've sort of jumped ahead, haven't you? Absolutely. No, the lid's on. Don't worry about us, guys. The lid's the lid's on at the Hawk Talk podcast. We're not thinking about the grand final at all. Nah. Look, where we are, we're very fortunate to be here. The rebuild is working. Yep. There's eight that were there in 2015 and are still rolling around. We've somehow bought in two elite mids. Yep. With, you know, it cost us a fair bit, but not anything exorbitant. Mm. And it looks like it's paying off. Yeah. Um, we're getting the best out of some of our older talent, but we're not upping the work rate to any ridiculous degree. Yep. Other than Ruffy. Mm. And uh, if there's any rule changes, we know that we'll probably benefit most. Well, we got in on the ground floor on that one, so... We're looking more and more like we're in the box seat for Tom Lynch. We're going to be playing finals. We're going to get a final into all these kids that are playing less than 50 games. I mean, the structures are holding up under the great pressure. We're performing in front of crowds. This is great. There's nothing bad about this season, even if we flunk it from here. This yeah. is still good. It's surpassed expectations, of yeah. course. Um, we finished where last year? What was it? What was it twelfth, thirteenth, twelfth, twelfth? So significant progress. Absolutely. I'm and a le- new game style. I'm going to level with the listeners. I'm not quite as forward thinking as uh, or future thinking and, and as arrogant as I've possibly made out this podcast. Honestly, I'm only looking week it's, to week. It's not arrogance. It's more. Um, I couldn't believe how well we played, and if we can play that well consistently, there's no reason why we shouldn't get that far. Yep, exactly. Um, you got to back them. Yeah, well, there's no point in th- no, sitting there going, "Oh well, this when does this all end?" Yeah, that's I not don't my type of personality. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that either. Um, but yeah, I, I understand not rushing too far ahead, and honestly, I, I'm just uh, well, you, you just got to get the four points this week. But you got to have the dream, mate. Yeah, no, I have the dream, but. Um, We've got, some, to, we've got to beat the Saints. We've got to beat them well. In this group. They were talking themselves up in the preseason. Yeah, how close they were, and it's starting to show. I heard someone was like, "Get out the blindfolds and listen to the Richmond theme song." And no, someone no, was like, no. "Nah, don't do that. Don't do that. That's why would you do that? That's weird." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm hoping for a nice swift kill on the weekend. Yeah, so am I. Like I said, you know, I'll take five goals. I'll take a win. Any sort of win's good. But if we're serious, five goals and above. Really, and uh, if you're the playing group, do you go the jugular at the beginning of the match, or do and you then sort just of, cruise, or do you cruise for the first half and then put your foot down in the second? I don't think that's necessary for St Kilda. We we don't have any sort of puzzle we need to work out with that club. Okay. It's just gonna we can blitz them in the first and second, and then just take the foot off. Good, good to hear. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> don't do that. Oh, that look. Oh. Every now and again, I just pop up a little lollipop, <laughs> and you go in for the smash at the net. Says the man who took a bet not with me arrogant, for twenty two dollars. Not arrogant at all. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what happens in round twenty three. Anyway, that's going to do it for us for the uh, Hawk Talk podcast this week. A super sized edition. We had so much to get through, and that is in part there being so many listener questions. It's been amazing. People jumping on board yep. this week. We're getting up to a thousand. And yeah, I don't know what happens when we Twitter. get there. Does anything happen on Twitter? Do they give you? A little... uh, I don't know. Well, do we get verified? Is your question? Oh, is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, you get the little blue tick, but I don't think we're going to get verified. Oh, Just okay. A thousand followers is probably not enough. 
<laughs> probably have to be club affiliated, which... Oh, that's not happening. No, even based on things we've said in this podcast, it's probably not happening. So, uh, no, what will happen is we'll feel very good inside. And that's that's a nice reward. And and everyone who's come with us on that journey as well should also feel good. Like we said, closing on a thousand followers, uh, help us out if you haven't jumped on board Twitter. Do that at Hawk Talk Pod is where you want to head. Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Hawk Talk Pod, that's where we're located there. And iTunes ninety two ratings. Do as Aiden and Bix O eight have done and rate and review us on iTunes. Beautiful. So I want to see Nash kick a goal on the weekend. I think you will. Good. I'll start doing my form study for next week, Chief. You're so up and about. You think you're top shit. Can hardly see you from up here. <laughs> it's all right. From where you are, you can make it rain. <laughs> we are a happy team at Hawthorne. Oh, well.